In this episode of Savannah, Georgia, Anything But Ordinary. Savannah had always been in her heart, and she had never been to the Jewel of the South. Our anniversary was coming up, so I thought it would be a great time to take her to Savannah. I laid out a brilliant plan. Hey y'all, I'm Shannon. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Savannah, Georgia, Anything But Ordinary. We asked our social media followers to send us their Savannah love letters, inviting people to share how they fell in love with or in Savannah. Your responses blew us away. So Tyler, our producer, and I sat down to read and react to these incredible stories from listeners just like you. Take a listen. So without further ado, let's get started with our first Savannah love story. Um, This one comes from Becky S. All right, Becky, let's read your story. Dear Savannah, I loved you from the first day I crossed the bridge. My boyfriend, now husband, said, wake up, we are here. The ride down Oglethorpe was beautiful, even in the wee early hours of the morning. Little did I know my amazement of Savannah at night would lead me to a journey to live in the area. Dear whoever thought it was a good idea for to-go drinks, whoop whoop! First thing, let's stop for a Wet Willys drink, frozen, to keep you cool on a hot southern day. Let's walk by the river or city market, wine tasting, sweets, shops, restaurants, oh my, wow-wee. Savannah Bell, love it. The Gallery Espresso, so sweet to sit by the square and have a coffee. Grab an ice cream at Leopold's, Atelier for beautiful jewelry. Sixpence, yes, one of the best places to go. Sorry, Charlie's, what, a deck, a tiki bar? Shrimp po'boys, yes. Need to stay at the Planters Inn. We stayed there for our honeymoon, beautiful and maybe haunted. Pink house for dinner, we all need romance. Make it happen there. Best thing, the charm is real, the people are awesome. Savannah life is good. Thank you for the journey, the history, and the adventures yet to come. P.S. Did I mention there's a beach 15 minutes away? Love always, Becky and Gino. And that's from Becky S. What a sweet story. Yeah, that was awesome. Wasn't that cool? I love how she wrote it, too. It was very, like, boom, in your face, Savannah, do this, do that. I remember my first time crossing the bridge into Savannah. Tyler, do you remember your first time crossing the bridge? Yeah, 2018. I remember the first time looking off to the side there. And I actually thought Savannah looked smaller than it is. And it's because there's so many trees. It looks like it's a city in the forest. But then when you get down on ground level, you realize that there's so much to do and so much to see. And so that story was great because it was kind of a little bite-sized itinerary of stuff to do. Uh, in the historic district. Yeah, I never really thought about that. Like, you can't really see the squares when you're coming over the bridge, so you don't have any concept of, like, you can't see Forsyth Park. Like, you don't really know how far-reaching the historic district is. Yeah. And it's so weird because when you're coming over the bridge, coming into town, you look to the left and you see downtown and it's all beautiful. And then you look to the right, which is the port, which is impressive in its own way, but very industrial and stuff. So it's very much, like, two very different views coming over that bridge yeah and it's such a the historic district has the uh the the building ordinance so that it can't go over a certain height and um the trees are what really attract a lot of i mean i remember my first time i parked right on oglethorpe that was the first thing i saw was all the live oak trees and the spanish moss and then Mm -hmm. i started walking through the squares and that for me it was just one visit and i said okay i've got to move to savannah i think that's what gives it a european feel too because like there aren't any real huge high rises or anything like you know if everything is kind of like more approachable and digestible i think from an architectural standpoint it's not this like metropolis situation so this next letter is from kevin f and susan s 
40 years ago, I dated someone in junior high school for a couple weeks. It was an innocent love at the age of 14. We lost touch after JHS. 40 years later, we reconnected on social media. I was living in Washington State, she in Savannah. We joked about visiting with each other via messaging, but I never took the idea seriously. Apparently, she was the brave one because she got on a flight to Seattle and came for a visit. It was magical. Fast forward. She returned to Savannah where she owns a home. I surprised her a couple weeks later by secretly flying to Savannah and walking into her place of employment. She was a waitress at J. Christopher's. She was so surprised. This was my first ever trip to Savannah, and Georgia for that matter, and I immediately fell in love with the beautiful squares, parks, history, food, and ultimately her. I never considered nor saw myself living in Georgia. I had a great long-term career with Washington State government. I worked for them for 25 years. But Savannah was calling to me. I put my notice in at work, and here I am, living with an amazing partner from 40 years ago, and absolutely loving everything about Savannah. Savannah's home, and I look forward to getting involved in my new community. Wow, the power of social media, right? So that's yeah. like what I think everyone's dream is about social media and connectivity and stuff in today's world. Like those are like the the really positive stories, right? There's a lot of bad things about social media and the online world, but that's definitely one of the pros for sure. And it's a lot of fun like using social media to bring Savannah to people who've never been here before and don't know what to expect. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's exactly what we're doing with this podcast, using digital media to try and convey the beauty of Savannah. That is, she sounds like she's pretty... um a go-getter, though, if she got on a plane to Seattle from Savannah, because that's not an easy flight. You got to, like, at least go to Atlanta, at least go to Denver. Maybe they have directs from Atlanta to Seattle. I don't know. But, I mean, that's a that's a haul to get out there. Yeah, Kevin and Susan, it's, uh, we're really happy that, uh, that it worked out for you guys. And uh, we we're curious about where you went on your first date uh, in, in Savannah. Yeah, maybe that needs to be a follow-up episode, like first dates in Savannah. There's a lot of romantic spots. Rooftop sunsets. Uh, me and my partner went to Abe's on Lincoln, which is not the most romantic, but <laughs> it was memorable nonetheless. <laughs> I was going to say picnic in the square, but Abe's on Lincoln, <laughs> <laughs> that's up there too. I mean, whatever your vibe is, you know, it doesn't matter. There's some people that like, you know, yeah, go to the pink house on their first date. You're really trying to wow somebody, you know? Yeah, well, thank you for writing in, Kevin. Wherever you're listening, uh... Grab a Kleenex, grab, grab a tissue. This, this one is uh, a little heavy, but it's really special, and uh, we wanted to share it with y'all. All right, so this is from Linda. She says, Dear Savannah, I love you. Let me tell you how much. My husband and I traveled to visit you for the very first time in 2006. We were looking for a little getaway to reconnect that did not involve the hustle and bustle of the tourist destinations that we have here in Central Florida. We stayed for four days in the heart of your historic district and three days on Tybee Island. While we were there, we did all the typical first-time tourist things like trolley tours, ghost tours, all the museums, Lady and Sons, Mrs. Wilkes, and the Tybee Island Lighthouse. Each trip, he'd surprise me with a little something from Levy's jeweler, ice cream from Leopold's, and once a Thomas Kincaid painting. I'd indulge him each trip with a pizza from Vinnie Gangogo's and beach time at Tybee. Our favorite place, though, was a little bench located on the river. We ended up there every single night of every single trip and would just talk as we listened to music coming from the restaurants and watch the lights shimmer on the water. 
In the next 10 years, we made almost two dozen trips back to CU, and each visit was unique. We stopped most of the touristy things and instead explored all the hidden gems, such as your many shops, bistros, and squares. We fell in love with Chatham Square in particular, as well as uh, the city market area, and enjoyed the peace and beauty of St. John's Cathedral and Bonaventure Cemetery. They became favorite places, and we included them on every single trip. In the spring of 2016, we visited you, to get, visited you together for the last time. Little did I know my precious husband would pass away three months later. We had actually spent one day of that trip meeting with a realtor and looking for a small condo in your historic district. While we didn't find what we wanted that on that trip, we left knowing that our realtor would eventually find a place that would be our home away from home. After John passed away, I visited you right after Christmas. My intention was that this would be my goodbye. I didn't think you could be as wonderful, and it would hurt too much to visit this place that was so special to us. I doubted that you could continue to be as special to me. So I visited all the places we loved and spent a day at Bonaventure, and a day at Forsyth Park and Chatham Square. As I sat on a bench in Chatham Square on New Year's Eve day, which was my last full day in Savannah, I witnessed a beautifully simple wedding held on the square. Only four were in attendance, well, six if you count me and John looking down from heaven. I had tears in my eyes. It was a sad yet beautiful moment. But at that time, I knew I could never really leave you for a last time. Since then, my finances don't allow me to visit as often, but I've been back two more times and I'm looking forward to my next trip in a few weeks. I've introduced my sister, my daughter, and now my granddaughter to you and hope to create a yearly tradition of bringing my best girls back to visit with me some trip soon. Savannah, you got into our hearts way back in 2006 and I know you have made your home in my soul. I'm older and slower, but I look forward to each walk by the river, prayer in St. John the Baptist Church, and bench time in Chatham Square. I'll see you on May 30th. Linda and John. That's beautiful. Yeah, that's pretty powerful. Um, I can't imagine taking a trip with my significant other and not knowing that it would be our last trip to our favorite place. I do like how she said that even though it, Savannah is a place, it is also kind of has a place in her heart as well. For sure, for sure. There's definitely like a human quality to Savannah, and we talk about this all the time, that there is something about Savannah that sticks with you when you leave here. No, Nobody, I think, can quite identify it. It's just there is something about it that just hangs. It's, it's in you. It's in you once you're here and you leave. Yeah, and you don't know until you experience it. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. If you haven't been here, you might not know what we're talking about but if you have been here I I bet you know what we're talking about um well we hope that you are able to make more trips with your daughters and your granddaughters soon Linda and your sister um Savannah's awesome for a ladies getaway and it's also really a healing place too and I think that's probably what you found is that even though it was so special to you and your husband it's kind of like that place to to heal from that grief and everything too um a place where you can kind of like still be with him you know yeah it allows you to kind of sit down and just watch the world move around you and observe nature and people and take deep breaths and be still and you can't do that a lot of places and and a lot of times in life but savannah kind of cultivates that environment where you are forced to just like sit back and grab a drink and sit on a bench and just see the world going uh, around you. And I think that is healing. And um, 
I'm happy to hear that you were able to find peace uh, upon returning to Savannah. Yeah. Thanks for sharing, Linda. We appreciate it. So this last letter is from Stephen and Kristen B. Our love letter to Savannah started with my wife 27 years ago. She was digging through some old books and came across a copy of Midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil. From the first time she read the book, Savannah had always been in her heart, and she had never been to the Jewel of the South. Our anniversary was coming up, so I thought it would be a great time to take her to Savannah. I laid out a brilliant plan of not telling her where we were going, but instead giving her clues for Christmas, her birthday, and any other holiday in between. I gave her a toy airplane with the inscription, Destination Unknown. Now I must tell you, I had never read the book, nor knew much about Savannah. So after giving her some clues, I thought maybe I better read the book to see what the allure is all about. I nearly dropped to the floor when I read the author John Berent mentioned the ship Destination Unknown. At that point, I knew it was more than a coincidence that I had picked Savannah. From the moment the plane touched down at the airport, we knew we were somewhere magical. Savannah felt like home everywhere we went. Savannah feels so much like home that last year we took all of our five kids. We returned for my birthday again in October and again for hers in December. We love Savannah so much that we are now searching for homes in the area. I really can't quite put my finger on it, but we both have a deep connection to Savannah. We can't wait until we can actually call Savannah our home. Steve is so active on our Facebook, and I'm so glad that he shared this story. Shout out to Steve. Thanks for always watching our lives and being involved and being engaged. And I love hearing his story about how he and his wife fell in love with it. And that is such a weird coincidence about the Destination Unknown. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, that's like definitely a sign. I feel like that is kind of what we were talking about earlier, how Savannah has this weird magic to it. It just got this allure that gets inside of you. And uh, yes, Stephen and Kristen have felt that before they ever even visited. Yeah, because that was definitely the Savannah magic making the destination unknown situation happen. Calling you. Yes, yes. I agree. Wow, that's that's pretty awesome. Well, we're glad that you were able to share it with your kids and that you all come back so often. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Savannah, Georgia, Anything But Ordinary. This podcast has been brought to you by Visit Savannah, the official destination marketing organization for Savannah, Georgia, and the surrounding area, produced by Tyler Edick and hosted by Shannon Lowry. Make sure you subscribe to us on your favorite listening platform, follow us on social media at Visit Savannah, and learn more at visitsavannah.com.